Hey guys. It's Brooke and Alyssa. You're so lucky you get Brooke this time. Yes, and Ashton. And Ashton, always. It's a, it's a, what's that called? I have really bad pregnancy brain. He's a special guest. Recurring (laughs) What am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm going to have to edit all of this out because I'm an idiot. Um, package deal. That's what it's going for. It's a package deal. Yeah. Two for one over here. He's stuck with me. Oh my gosh, he's so sweet. It's better than my dog who's usually on the podcast making trouble. Welcome back to the podcast that's usually hosted by two amazing dietitians, the Diet Right Podcast. Brooke and Alyssa Miller here. Whoop, whoop. Not related. No. Nope. we could be. We are not related. Um, our, our personalities definitely yes. show that we could be related. But. It's true. Maybe we have a, we're sisters from another, <laughs> sisters from another mother. Technically it would be like our husband's brothers from another Oh, that's mother. true. What is it? Brothers? I don't Listen, know. Listen, this I'm is stop. too much math. I need to talk less on this podcast <laughs> because I cannot finish a freaking thought. Today we're going to talk about the... Paleo diet. Paleo diet. Woo-hoo. So it's very requested. We get asked about it a lot. It's still out there. I mean, it's definitely... I feel like it's lowered in popularity since yeah. it, like, its height. What do you think, like three or four years ago? Yeah. CrossFit. Oh, like CrossFit. really made it big. Yes. That's where it, You're right. I feel like that's where it came from. That's like everyone was doing CrossFit and everyone was doing paleo diet. Did uh-huh. you ever try CrossFit? Have we talked about this um, before? I tried CrossFit a Agreed. few times, but did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. So I remember trying CrossFit with a friend of mine and it was cool because I learned that a lot of the workouts I was doing at home on my own already were like kind of CrossFit workouts. Uh-huh. So it's kind of already used to it. Like I used to count my reps, like I used to do this thing, it was like seven or eight different moves. So like crunches, burpees, jumping jacks, I don't know, wall sits, like all this stuff for a certain number of minutes or reps and then do it like 10 times and then nine times and eight times, seven mm-hmm. times, six times, whatever, and time how long it took me. So if the whole thing took me like 30 minutes or whatever, and then the next time I'd try to beat that. Oh, and then I went okay. to go do CrossFit and I was like, oh, this is kind of what I've already been doing. So that was cool. Didn't like the pull-ups. They always make oh, you do pull-ups. Oh, no, yeah. I, don't, I, can, I can do like one. I cannot do pull-ups. And it's yeah. like, maybe if I trained hard enough, but I'm, I'm not that motivated no. to do a freaking pull-up. I liked it. I just, I, it's weird. I'm like competitive by nature when it comes to sports. Yeah. But when I'm in a gym or in a class, I'm just not, I don't care. You have such a good head on your shoulders when it comes to working out. Like when, when you I'm and I go so to, competitive. When Alyssa and I go to cycling, <coughs> I typically get last place and I'm like, yeah, I sweat it. I sweat. I don't care. I had fun. Totally. There's good music. I don't care. Like I'm so not competitive when it comes to workout classes but yeah if i'm playing volleyball right. or something like a then team sport you think yeah team sports i get super competitive about that's so funny but if i'm or just like work- games brooke is yeah. also well, both of us are this and is video like games. pot calling the kettle black over yeah. here we're, we're both very competitive but i can be super competitive with myself for individual like spin class i like want to get like the first like sometimes we'll do these sprints yeah and i want to get first like and i don't know where that comes from and then it's funny because parenting a three-year-old we use losing or winning as like 
It's so bad. He's going to need therapy so bad. Well, no, it will be like, oh, I'm going to beat you to the top of the stairs. Like when it's time for bed and it works so well getting him up those stairs. Oh yeah. But every night I go, this is damaging him for sure. (laughs) Actually, I could see myself doing that. Yeah. It works though. So it's like, I do that with Leo. What damage (laughs) am I doing comparatively to the parenting that I'm doing positively? It's all a balance really. So we'll see. I'll start a therapy fund. Hi Leo. We got two special guests. Leo, go get your ball. Go get your toy. There we go. See? Um, Anyways, okay, so we got got off topic with working out. Back to paleo. Yeah, back to paleo. So it kind of came from the CrossFit community. Yeah, it Um, got super popular. Several doctors started writing books about it, publicizing it really heavily. Like, even, I don't know when you're doing some of your research at all, like, just Googling paleo diet, it's like seven pages on Google of just, like, CrossFit doctors, like, different people talking about how amazing it is. Right. Versus like trying to actually find research was kind of hard because it was so nestled in, like it's been promoted so heavily. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard to actually find science around it. And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but paleo is also really, I would say pretty loose with like certain rules, certain rules. Well, there's right. certain, um, it's like being a vegetarian, like but you can be a pescatarian, ovo pescatarian, right. like there's different... So I've heard of people doing paleo, but still eating some dairy. And so, yeah, yeah, there's different rules that people follow. It's not black and white necessarily. Like we are comparing it to the Whole30, which has very strict rules. Like this is Whole30, this is not. You can Google a recipe or an ingredient and ask like, is this Whole30 approved? And it will tell you like pretty straightforward. Yeah. Whereas paleo is kind of like your interpretation of paleo. Or what you feel comfortable doing. And it's more like Whole30 is 30 days, typically. Mm-hmm. Paleo is a lifestyle, they call it. Like a lifestyle right. diet. I don't know. I would be interested to see how many people are paleo years down the road. Well, I think <laughs> you can call yourself paleo for a lot longer than like Whole30. Totally. Because Whole30 is more strict. And it's for 30 days. So yeah. it's like, you know, typically you can stick to something short, like really strict for short term. But paleo, if, it, if that's your lifestyle... Of course, you're going to have, like, cheat days. Yeah. Or, like, you can say, oh, I'm mostly paleo, or I'm paleo, but I eat peanuts, or I'm paleo, and I drink alcohol, or, like... It's like those vegetarians that are like, I'm vegetarian, except for once in a while I eat chicken or whatever, which is totally fine. Right. But I always, like, joke with my brother and I. I was just on vacation with my brother, and we were just kind of joking about, like, people who are vegetarian or vegan, but then they say accept next to it. It's like... You don't have to justify your eating patterns to me. Like, you don't need to, like, just don't say you're vegetarian or don't say you're vegan. Just eat that way. You don't need to, like, well, I'm vegan except for honey, like, is a big one that they go back and forth. Anyways, off topic, back to paleo. So what is the paleo diet? So the paleo diet was, it's, like, actually called the paleolithic diet. And it's basically this idea that came about a long time ago. I mean, it's not, like, a, it's not a new diet it's a new fad i would say Mm -hmm. but it's basically trying to eat the way that our ancestors Ancestors did (laughs) which is funny because (laughs) our ancestors did a lot of things differently than we do totally yeah like the products that they clean their house with yes the stuff we put on our skin where they lived (laughs) really how they gathered their food any sort of technology period driving a car like so many things in life yeah. That are so different than the Paleolithic era. And 
I think a really big point, like sticking point for me as far as like food supply goes, our food supply food chain, like the way that we um, grow food is very different. Like even if you are, I saw this article the other day and I didn't get a chance to like really research it, but it was basically saying the evolution of like a banana and it showed that like hundreds of years ago, a banana was actually this like really short, stubby, starchy food, more like a plantain. And over time it's gotten sweeter. Yeah. But over time it's gotten like sweeter and longer and like the way that we breed plants to create these things that are more desirable for humans. So it's like, okay, technically a banana is paleo friendly, but that's not the type of banana our ancestors were eating, you know? Right. Well, especially meat. Right. Oh, for sure. Especially meat. Like if you're out in the woods and you shoot or take your bow and arrow and kill an animal (laughs) and eat it. It's, you know, it's organic and grass-fed and all of that. In the wild. Yeah, it's in the wild. But if you are not hunting your these right. animals and you're going to a grocery store, right? you're not getting the same quality meat. And Alyssa and I were just talking about this off air, but grass-fed means that an animal was grass-fed once in its lifetime. So you could corn-feed something and then grass feed them once or twice and then call them grass fed. Yeah. So the term, like the legal term of grass fed is not as strict as I would want it to be. So mm-hmm. like what Brooke's saying is it can be grass fed for the beginning of its life. Um, or until the pasture runs dry, which is honestly yeah. what really happens is the cows will eat all the green and then there'll be no green. So the farmers will corn feed it until they butcher it. So yeah. what you want to look for technically is grass fed, and grass finished, which means at the end of its life, it was also eating grass. So when you look at like the actual composition of the meat, when it's being grass fed versus corn fed, it changes the the dynamic of the fatty, the fatty acids basically. So when you're looking at something that's even in the same lifespan, it can change their muscle composition. Mm -hmm. So when you're eating the muscle or the flesh of that animal, it changes even if they've like been grass fed majority of their life, but corn finished. Well, they were killed when they were finished. Like that's right. when they're being killed and butchered and eaten. So I'm a huge proponent of like grass fed, pasture raised, like very humanely and like sustainably raised animals. Yeah, same here. And I pay way more. I mean, I pay so way I. more for so like yeah. better quality meats and stuff. But I, it's hard. It's hard to do the research. It's not like you can just trust advertising because that's what it is. That's right. just advertising. Well, and the hard thing is it's like, do I want to pay $8 for grass-fed when I don't know how long it's been grass-fed? Right. Um, whereas, like, back in Wisconsin, you know, we had, like, family friends who would – they would kill a cow mm-hmm. and then they'd be like, here's here's the meat. Here's and half so it's a like, cow for your freezer. Yeah. yeah. So you, like, knew at least where the meat was coming from. So it's just harder – Right. It's harder, and we, we do. We are guilty. We pay more for yeah. the quality meat, but it's also, like, frustrating that we don't actually know how good of quality. Yeah. And usually is. just, like, for the record, and this is kind of like a side tangent, but for the record, with grass-fed meat um, and dairy, you can usually taste the difference between, like, I don't know if you... Mm-hmm. I, most people can usually taste, like, it tastes a little grassier, honestly. Like, like um, it's chewier. It's a little tougher. Like, it's just a different consistency. So there is a taste component that some people have to get used to, especially with the milk, the grass-fed milk. But um, doing your research on brands is how I find kind of my best 
avenue for learning if they're truly grass-fed all the way through until they're butchered or not, um, and not really paying attention to the advertising as much. You also want to focus on local. So Mm -hmm. there's like a ton of processing that goes into food before you even buy it. So even when you buy it, you see advertising, it says grass-fed, you know, local, whatever that might be, buy it and bring it home, and this is how you treat it, prepare it, eat it. You need to think about the processing that goes into getting it to the grocery store. And I think people just ignore it, you know, and and we'll talk about more of this in a different episode, but I think this is true with like the quality of meats that the paleo diet really pushes that yes, it's important to have quality meats, but you need to do your research on what's real, what you're paying for. Because you could be paying an arm and a leg for something that's, that's really not, not worth it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So in general, paleo is pushing meats, but they're pushing um, good quality meats, which right. you know Alyssa and I agree with good quality meats if possible. But again, it's just hard with advertising. You and know? it's a balance. Like, okay, am I going to feed my family all grass-fed beef for the rest of their lives, or am I going to send them to a private school? Like, you know, there's a big cost incurred. Yeah. So if you can afford it, great. If you can't, is it going to like? kill you immediately no there's some risk that might end up coming out in science later i believe so but i there yeah. isn't a ton of research around it because it's so hard to isolate and study yeah. so but the paleo diet i don't even know if we've really explained it yet paleo diet is a lot like the other diets we've talked about before like whole 30 uh, whole 30 or keto it's focusing on your proteins and your fats fruits and vegetables whole foods Um, And limiting, or not even limiting, but completely really taking out any grains. Yep. So it really focuses on getting out grains and cereals. Refined sugars. Yep. Vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing, so some people on paleo will eliminate all dairy. Right. Some will include, like, grass-fed butter, good quality butter, and they will still be able to do... um, um, what am I thinking? Cheese. Cheese. Yeah, like whole fat. Like full fat cheese. Yeah, full fat dairy is one that, you know, is kind of up in the air. It depends on, I think it's like dependent on who taught you your paleo diet, which I think, um, what we talked about before, I think a lot of times it's like CrossFit instructors. Like mm-hmm. that's where I've seen a lot of like nutrition information passed along is just right. word of mouth, bloggers, and then the people that do more research might read a book written by a doctor or something like that, yeah. but they're making money or maybe they started doing the really strict paleo and then they're like 60 days into it and they're like you know what i need to incorporate real butter and i need to incorporate um like peanuts and peanut butter and i need to incorporate um cheese again you know and so it might be those people who want to do it long term but don't want to stick with it really strict long term yeah and i think um different from other diets is that this is not like a cyclic diet Um, or it wasn't intended to be. I think people say, this is a good way to live your life. This is a lifestyle, they call it. This is like a way to really go in and out of every day eating more whole foods and not necessarily like being on like a strict 30-day cycle of something and then getting off of it and then getting back on it when you want to lose weight or anything like that. And so it's it's very high calorie. I mean, typically Mm -hmm. people are eating higher calorie because they're eating a lot of fats and nuts, meats, yeah. Totally. So very heavy in the protein, but no specific guidelines that I've been able to find like grams. No, you're not like counting calories or counting grams, which right. is good because yes. that's really overwhelming to, so, and so, to count calories or grams of things or yeah. 
um, measuring out. I mean, typically with paleo, it's just you're eating, you know, until you're full. Right. And I think, like, we've talked about this before, that that just, any sort of counting, restricting, you know, even in the paleo diet where you're completely restricting an entire food group leaves you vulnerable for developing any sort of, like, um, nutrient deficiencies. Also a big one for the paleo diet is calcium, like not getting enough calcium because you're Mm -hmm. eating far less dairy than normal. Um, or even like you're not, a lot of our, um, grains here, especially in the U S are fortified with things like folate, you know, things that, um, riboflavin, a lot of, um, fruits and vegetables do have naturally, but if you're eating paleo, but you're only eating like meats and not focusing on the fruits and veggies, which a lot of people can also do and kind of fall into that trap of like more like the keto side Mm -hmm. of things, you know, you can become nutrient deficient. So I'm never going to propose or believe in cutting out, especially an entire food group or type of food. I think all foods fit. I don't, Mm -hmm. I believe in intuitive eating. So if you want a freaking bagel, you should eat a bagel, even though they didn't have it with our ancestors. And I think just the logic of like, what did my ancestors eat? Like, is so flawed to me. Like we said, there's so many other lifestyle choices that our ancestors didn't do. So and they didn't have a choice. Right. Exactly. They didn't like, have easy convenience they anything. They didn't have like Cheetos. <laughs> just waiting, waiting for you in your pantry. <coughs> if I was there any was good no at Photoshop, choice. I would Photoshop and like caveman eating Cheetos and put that <laughs> on our Instagram. If anyone wants that. to create that for us, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Well, and then the other thing with paleo is um, alcohol. That was, like, another thing that we looked into. So, like, Whole30, you can't do any alcohol at all. Right. Paleo, you could do red wine, or I guess it just said wine, and then distilled alcohols. Yeah. That are not made from grains. Yeah. Anything that's coming from a grain, they say is not ideal. So, alcohol is still on the table. (laughs) So, which also I don't think our ancestors have alcohol readily available. I do know that they made wine early ages, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> Dear God. Jesus did it. He wasn't paleo at yeah. all. Okay. Yeah, so if Jesus Fish and likes bread. wine, then we're good. Yeah, and bread. We talked a lot about bread. That made me happy. I love the Bible talking about bread. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If he could talk about butter more often, that would be nice, but it's fine. Right. I think we would both recommend talking to a dietitian about your circumstance personally because there are certain um, disease states that you'd want to stay away from paleo. You know, I mean, diabetes is a hard one to control um, depending on what you're eating and what you're putting in your body and if your carbohydrate load isn't consistent. Like, there's a lot of different um, disease states that are specific to maybe something you're going through, like (laughs) you're going through kidney failure probably paleo paleo is not going to be like your Mm -hmm. greatest option, really high protein. So speaking with a dietitian about why you want to become paleo um, and what that kind of looks like for you or, you know, I think paleo has some great aspects to it because it it does make you focus on whole foods, Mm -hmm. which I am always going to be a proponent of. (laughs) Right. Like good quality meats and fruits and vegetables and good fats. Like that's those are things we should be eating every right. day. Totally. And those I do like, positives. yeah, I like that they focus on the quality of food. Um, but you know, Brooke was t- saying before we got on air that she's like, what do you, 75% paleo? Yeah, I would say I eat paleo-ish. Right. Yeah. It's maybe 75% of the time. The only reason it's that high for me is because I have celiac. Sure. Yeah. So I'm already avoiding refined 
carbohydrate. Like a lot of grains. A lot of grains. But yeah. you know what? I had ice cream today. Dang. <laughs> so and I had ice cream yesterday. Um, I need to do like a quick ode to the, what is it? Key lime lemonade yes. frost from Chick Fil A. Yeah, that's need to good. run out and get that after you listen to this paleo Real diet podcast. Real it's so good. Get their French fries, a Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> And then also, just while you're there, just throw on the french fries, throw on... The yep. wrap is really good. I like the wrap. If you can have grains. Yeah, their salad's good, too. Sorry, Brooke. I had a salad. <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah, it's all about balance. So, for me, right. I can follow a paleo-ish very loosely, yep. but I still eat butter. I still eat cheese. I still eat sugar when I want it. Right. It's not like I'm eating sugar and ice cream every day. It's yeah. when I want it, I eat it. Um, so I don't feel like I restrict anything. Like I typically I have tortilla chips in the house. Yeah. I don't eat them every day. Mm-hmm. But if I want chips and salsa or chips and guac, I eat it. So oh, that sounds good. Um, it does sound good. <laughs> so there's specific foods that that I don't eat often, but right. I don't eliminate them from my diet. And that's the hard thing about paleo is that you, if you are following it really strictly then you are cutting out whole food groups. And if you never allow yourself that, you might feel deprived. For sure. And you're not really intuitively eating if you're following it really strict. Yeah. If you're listening to anyone else outside of your own body to tell you what works for you or what doesn't or what you should or should not be eating, that's a restrictive cycle of binging, restrict, binging, restrict. And that is true of paleo too. I mean, even people I know who are strict paleo We'll go out and get pizza and beer or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, well, not today." Like, oh, you know, cheat day, yeah, cheat day or whatever. Which is like, you do you, whatever. Yeah. But guess what? If you just intuitively ate pizza and beer throughout your life when you wanted it, you wouldn't binge on it and eat an entire pizza. You know, right. I you mean, would just eat until likely, you're full. Likely, you would not. And I think Brooke and I, you know, we say this all the time, but being intuitive eating dietitians, non-diet dietitians. Really the best approach is going to be all foods fit, focusing on what your body performs best at. Like, and now the, it's not all about performance, but a lot of it, especially now being pregnant, I've noticed I've had to be a better intuitive eater on the, on the side of how is my body performing? Because before I would be intuitive, but like, oh, I'm hungry for this, I'm hungry for that, but you know, uh, and I would go for it or whatever. Now pregnant, I'm actually being a quote unquote, better eater because I don't have the energy to get through a day unless I eat foods that give me energy and like supply me with the right kind of fuel. So even though there are times, especially like the key lime deliciousness, but certain foods like that won't respond well to me. I'll get heartburn or I'll get like just GI discomfort. I mean, all these things that come with pregnancy, it's super fun. Um, So I've been a little bit more picky about which foods I eat, even if I'm craving one thing, I might end up eating something different because I want my body to respond in a better way. That's good because when I was pregnant, I just ate whatever I wanted. <laughs> right. And I, with Aiden, I totally did. But, I was like, but I was so sick that I was like, you yeah. know, for like 17 weeks, it was yeah. like, well, I'm not eating enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first, oh, my first trimester was definitely just whatever sounded good. Whatever I would keep down and not right. feel like I was going to throw up. Yeah. Now it's just been a little bit like, okay, be a little bit more strategic (laughs) because otherwise I'm, I crash. I like totally crash. I'm so exhausted or I've been getting really dizzy. Like in certain foods I've just noticed, especially high, like refined sugar foods, I get 
that kind of crash feeling and then kind of dizzy and woozy and my belly kind of hurts. So I've been a little bit more strategic. So I think just overall, Brooke and I would always recommend listening to your body and knowing how you want your body to perform for the rest of the day or the next day and make your food choices based on that while also considering your satiety factor, your satisfaction factor, and what you're craving so you don't end up binging. Yeah. Right? This is another funny article I found. It's how the paleo diet works. And it says, paleo eating out. And it basically just (laughs) says, ask for the gluten-free menu. Tell the server, you must make my meal (laughs) gluten-free. Which is so funny because, you know, the last, like... The last few times I've gone out to eat and I've mm-hmm. asked for like gluten-free pizza, they look at me and they literally look at me and they say, is this an allergy? Yeah. And then all like judgmental. They yeah. Had, I have celiac. And I'm like, yeah, I was at Snarf's. Yeah. Oh, getting a sandwich. They have the best sandwiches ever. Oh, really? I don't yeah. I've never been there. Oh my gosh. When I was like in college, I vaguely remember. No, their sandwiches are amazing. Amazing. Okay, I have to go back. And I went there and they have really good gluten-free bread and they're oh. like, they just were like, Judge me. Is this an allergy? And this is why. Because Because people just read this on the internet and say it must be gluten-free, but they don't even know what gluten is. Right. Oh, my gosh. But it's funny because this this also says that certain things are okay. It says rice. Fries. What? Um, And then it says... What else does that say? So French fries, as far as like paleo goes, if you make them at home using like the high quality oil. Yeah, I've made my own French fries at totally. home. Totally. But were... like at a restaurant, it's probably fried in the crappiest of vegetable oil, like peanut oil maybe. Like some of them are coated, definitely adding like salt or whatever. Yeah. And then this one says, okay, desserts, flourless cake and ice cream. <laughs> okay. Well, that's refined oh, sugar. Yeah. I was going to say, we were, we talked about that with added sugar so whole 30s like none and like no sweeteners like they're even kind of iffy about using a date to like sweeten things, oh yeah they right? are yeah and on paleo it's kind of like okay honey maple syrup people are still using those to make like quote-unquote desserts and you know it's like one of those things if i were to have <laughs> i don't know I, i'm trying to think of like what a quote-unquote healthy like whole 30 approved dessert I would probably go through it and be like, well, that was crappy and it didn't really, even satisfy, didn't even me. satisfy yeah. me. And oh, by the way, I ate half of the brownies because they didn't satisfy me versus just making regular freaking brownies and having one and being mm-hmm. done, you know? So there are times and places to like feel like you can indulge and have like what you want. And there are times and places where maybe you don't want your body to crash and get exhausted like mine has been every time I eat something refined and sugary. Mm-hmm. Or oh, the worst lately has been, and I don't know if this is like a pregnancy thing or maybe I'm getting older, but anytime I have like super greasy food, I get congested. Have you oh, had that? no. No. It, I feel I so old. Ache. Okay, lately, like we went to this burger place um, out in California and it was good. It was definitely like worth it. Very good. But afterwards I was like coughing like crazy. And I was like, what's going on? And my husband was like, oh yeah, I get that. I get really congested if I eat what? greasy foods. You guys are weird. Had never had that before in my life. And now this pregnancy. <laughs> I've never had that. Hard. Well, I hope it goes away after I'm, you yeah. know, after birth situation. After birth. Well, yeah. Greasy foods. For sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think Alyssa and I, our thoughts on paleo is overall... 
there are some definitely some positives about sure, it. Sure. Eating yeah. fruits, vegetables, good quality meats, good quality fats. Those are all things we should be doing and should be trying to eat most of the time. Mm-hmm. Especially if we're craving it or especially if we want energy. Yeah. Now, if you want to have a dessert, have a dessert. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to follow those rules. Life is too rules. freaking short to follow a paleo diet. Can you imagine being on your deathbed and being like, wow, I followed the paleo diet for 30 years and haven't had a piece of pie. That's a sad life. That is a sad, sad life. Sad life without pie. It is a sad life without pie. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, so you got to you gotta balance them all out. I feel like we every diet we've covered specifically, it's like there are definitely some pros that mm-hmm. we like about it. Mostly cons, I would say, as far as like... The weight of the cons to me, like even though the biggest one is like one big con of the diet restrict binge cycle is way more of like a con and weighted con to me than all the pros that a diet could offer. So although like it's great to like learn more and, and I've said this before, but just the idea of some of these diets making you be a little bit more creative, like when you went through the whole 30 and you just got to try a whole bunch of new recipes and like... I think that's really cool. Like pushing yourself outside your boundaries, like in your comfort zone with food. Yeah. And trying new things. Totally. Trying yeah. new things versus like, oh, I'm an intuitive eater and all I ever want is pizza. So I'm just going to eat pizza all the time. Okay. Boring life. <laughs> Get outside yeah. the bounds. Like find something that you love. Learn how to cook new foods. But I wouldn't ever recommend following like a diet or anything that restricts really right. anything. I mean, the mental, like, and we've talked about this before. But the mental load that the diet restrict binge cycle causes of like guilt and frustration and trying to manipulate your body all the time, like being focused on that, saying no to social engagements, all of that comes along with that diet mentality. Mm-hmm. That's so much worse than the pros of being on like a whole food paleo diet. Right? Yeah. So. Well, there's some funny quotes that I found recently that I really liked. Uh-huh. Um, so one of them was, I watched my weight and dieted all of those years, and all I got was this lousy eating disorder. Yes. Which it can, you know, it can turn into wow. yes. an eating disorder. And then another one is, skinny is not a prerequisite for being worthy. Oh, so, you know, it's like, do you want to be on your deathbed saying... Oh, I died, but I was a size six all my life. Right. Or I was a size four all my life. Or do you want to be in your deathbed thinking of like all these great memories you had Mm -hmm. traveling and being a foodie and eating whatever, you know, trying new things and not restricting yourself and maybe being like a size eight, which is still perfectly or whatever size, healthy or whatever. Yeah. Whatever size your body wants to be. Your life is not better or worse depending on your size at all. It's like, it's all your mentality around it. Yeah. And who, like who you think you are. So to go around dieting your whole life, I mean, it's sad because I, luckily somehow I feel like I've kind of gotten away from a lot of like the diet mentality. I still have certain food rules that creep up. But I, I love myself. I love my body. And absolutely, it's not what, like, I would deem as perfect or anything in that imagination. Because but I'm very confident. Are. Right, exactly. But yeah. I'm very confident. And it's, like, sad when you're around someone that's constantly trying a new diet. I don't want to spend time with those people that talk yeah, about their weight, so talk about hard. their pants and the way they fit, talk about, like, no one wants to be around you. Well, it's stressful. <sighs> so, totally. like, I've had friends like that who... 
were very restrictive and they're like, oh, well, I haven't eaten all day or all I've had all day is like one energy drink. And then they start crashing and getting moody and you're like, I don't want to be around you. Right. Or they are like, oh, well, I need, you know, or you bring up the fact that you want to go out to eat and they're like, oh, I can't. We got to do something else because I'm on this or you go out to eat with them and they like take up the entire time of like spending time with girlfriends talking about what well, what's on the menu? What can I eat? What And because I'm a dietitian, I get the questions. Oh, and then it's yeah. like the whole conversation is around what they can eat and why they can't eat this and they can't eat that. They like monopolize the time of like, you know, the servers like, are you, do you really have a gluten allergy? You know, it's like right. this whole conversation. It's not fun to be around. And there are so many more interesting topics to talk about at dinner with girlfriends than our sizes, our food preferences, our like ways that we're trying to manipulate our body. Like, we're interesting humans and to like mm-hmm. sit there the entire time and talk about that is just so uninteresting to me. And I'm a dietitian. Yeah. Well, it's just <laughs> like, it's not something. an attractive quality no. and it's not an attractive quality to be so focused on what your outward appearance is like right. and not focusing on what you can do inward. Yeah. <laughs> so like all of us, you know, we all have work we can do on our personalities <laughs> and think, you know, we're all flawed. Right. But like, I would rather focus on being a better human. Yeah. Than getting better a better, friend, better wife. Yeah. Better. better yeah. Than yeah. be getting a better body. Right. Um, another quote I love is stop glorifying weight loss. Like it's the most impressive thing a human can do. Oh, oh I got chills. I know. That's so good. Because, okay, here's, the thing so actually Ooh. recently had somebody on my facebook who we both know uh-huh. um and she had a picture of like how much weight she had lost mm-hmm. and everybody was glorifying that and again i don't know how she lost it i believe it was a strict diet yeah um but you know they're all glorifying her making her feel like she's so successful in life yeah because she either starved herself or is following a strict diet because you can count good job right we learned that at three years old but the hard thing is, you know, if you stop that strict diet, you're going to gain it back. Or um, what is she going to feel like if she gains some totally. weight back? Yes. Now she's going to feel like, okay, I'm only worthy. I only get this positive attention yeah. for when I lose weight and I'm skinnier. Oh, rather Charles, than so like yeah. her being a good person, which she is. Right. So like, shouldn't we be focusing more? So this is what we should all do. <laughs> This is all, okay, this is our life lesson. I'm already on board, all right. Okay, this is our life (laughs) lesson for all of us listeners. Okay, let's all compliment somebody we see, but not on your appearance. So you could maybe compliment their eyes or their smile. Yeah. But, like, let's compliment people on how they are as a mother or a wife or a friend or, like, thank you for doing that for me. That was so nice. Like, let's compliment people's personalities and stop focusing on looks. Yeah. Again, if you get a new haircut. Amen. If you get a new haircut yeah, and totally. it's cute, then yes, compliment somebody's haircut. Right. Or they dyed their hair. Or fashion sense. Like, oh, yes. you have a great fashion sense. Like, yes. that, like those things outfit. are not size related. Like, yes. or like you said, like to, to glorify it so much, like you're right. It gives her this huge high of I feel so good about myself. So good. Everyone's saying how good I look. Every time I see someone for the first time. Since I've lost the weight, mm-hmm. using air quotes here, everyone talks about how good you look. A, first of all, even if you were to hold that off, the comments go away. Mm-hmm. That is so passing. It's like, okay, now you're this size, so no one cares, you right. know? Second of all, if she starts to gain that weight back, people go silent. 
And that's so painful. I mean, I can imagine that that's so painful. So yes. I love that. Good challenge. Yes. So let's all compliment people on their personality or in something they did. Again, you can compliment their hairstyle or their fashion or something like that. If you know, if they truly believe it, like if they really cut their hair and it looks awesome, then yeah. Yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. Don't, don't (laughs) just be like, I listened to this podcast today and what you're wearing is so fetch. Eyebrows are so What's dang? What did they used to call eyebrows? I told Andy about it. It's like uh, on fleek. That's remember oh, yeah. that was popular. People yeah. used to say that. Anyways, um, one of my favorites is to tell someone how generous they are. Like if they're generous yeah. with their time or their money or their energy or like something like that, or um, their work ethic. Like people mm-hmm. that you work with, tell them you admire. I mean, how good would that feel if someone came up to you and you said and told you? Watching you work makes me a better worker. Like, I love the way that you interact with your patients. You know, things like that. These are, like, awesome traits that you would love to be told. So tell someone. So what would you rather like to be told? Would you rather me be like, Alyssa, you are such a good mother. (laughs) You are such a good mom. You're going to make me cry. Or would you like me to be like, oh, my gosh, you've lost 10 pounds. You look incredible. Like, I I know I personally would rather be told that I'm a good mother or a good friend. Totally, yeah. Over, like, how I look. Exactly. I totally agree. So is the diet worth it? No, it's never worth it. Never. Eat whatever you want. No, but do listen to your body because yeah, there are good, be a good, good human. There are good food choices. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah. If you like, if you seriously are looking in the mirror and you're like, the only thing someone can compliment me on is my ability Physi- to lose weight or, or my physical appearance. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Then, honey, you got some work. You got to some do. work. You need Jesus in your life. <laughs> it all comes back to Jesus. Uh, all right. That's yeah, all. we have really got really spiraled. <laughs> but this is what you tune in for, don't you forget? Yes, <laughs> we keep it interesting, folks. Oh, all right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.